Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. <laughs> that means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. This one goes out to all the Jock Doc fans across the globe. In fact, I'm going to hit the air horn for every single fan that we have. That was for you, Rowdy P. Yes. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith. Com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We have received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as autonomic dysregulation and arm wrestling, so I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hi, Dr. London. Hey, hey, you seem you seem kind of perky today. Yeah, I'm in a bit of a, you you might say, a, a spicy, saucy mood a little bit. Yeah, is, is there any particular reason for that? Because maybe, I, look, I know that Christmas isn't tomorrow or anything like that, but you know, it's coming like right around the corner. So maybe mm-hmm. I got my favorite doctor a gift. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I, you, I guess you got it like yesterday or today, like recently. Oh, no. I mean, I've been playing this for a while. I got my favorite doctor a gift. And to get started, all I need is just a hundred dollar check. Is it, uh, so, so you already got the gift, though. Well, yeah. To get started, I'll need the the hundred dollar check. But then, what you're gonna get as a gift is worth way more than that, Doctor London. I okay. So, so I feel like you're asking me, and this is just what it sounds like to me at, at, at the onset. It sounds like you're asking for me to pay for the gift that you will get for me. No, I'm just asking you for just a simple $300 check just to get me started. And then just the thing that you'll get will end up being wonderful and worth more than that. Just a simple $500 check. Okay, so the, and I have noticed the price increase here. Hmm? I From $100 to $300 to $500. I, so I'm not going to... You know, like, you have your finances, I have mine, and, you know, it's okay. You don't have to get me a gift. Oh, oh, I combined those, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you combine, <sighs> okay. Yeah, our finances, um, our debt, all of that stuff. It's all, bleh, it's all just, like, one blob now. So I, I'd gotten, I didn't have debt. Oh, no, I look, last time I checked, it looked like you had a ton of debt. It was the last time you checked after you combined yeah. Oh, yeah. I combined it months ago. Yeah. Last so, time I checked was the other day when I was doing our bills. I okay. Well, um. So that was our producer Cameron. Uh. Also with us is Digital in the House. Digital in the House. Do you love me? Yes. No, I'm really asking. Do you love me? Because if you do, I need to know. Where do you keep your money? In a mattress? In your sock? Where do you keep your money? 
you keep your money. I looked in your mattress. Let me take off your shoe. Let me see your sock. Your money. Brand new! And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special guest. That's right, Dr. London. That's great. So, yeah, I do look forward to that. Uh, But before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. I found this note crammed into my fortune cookie when I ordered takeout last week. Uh... it was kind of an oddly like it looked like it had already been opened and then someone put a note in what kind of takeout uh yeah it was it was pizza and so the fortune cookie that came with my pizza yeah was uh yeah so so it had this note in it because pizza no- is a chinese invention yes that's what they don't are, tell you are you are you sure about that i i and i don't want to sound like i'm stereotyping here but i i thought it was an italian food that Italians claim it as their own and that is what they're famous for, but it was actually, supposedly, look, I'm not going to claim to be an anthropologist or anything. It was apparently came from some sort of Chinese dynasty that was handed to the Italians in some sort of trading thing. I don't remember exactly. But it okay. works out perfectly because it you're now you're getting fortune cookies with your pizza. Yeah, well, I've always gotten fortune cookies with my pizza. That's... You know, even even whenever I get like whatever frozen pizza, it comes with a fortune cookie. That's that's pizza. Oh yeah, I, no, I know that. Yeah, I was just explaining okay. for our listeners who maybe live in like a weird state. I I don't know what foods every state has. I can't just yeah. assume that because we have, you know, a typical you know pizza with a fortune cookie that everyone over in you know Tennessee has the same sort of same sort of diet. You know. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's reasonable. And they, I don't know if they have pizza in Tennessee. Uh, and yeah. I mean, I, I they don't. don't. That was why I picked that place as an example. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the note in my fortune cookie reads, "Quote, Spencer, did you miss your therapy session this week? You seem a little cranky. LOL. God bless XX." End quote. So first of all, let me. Th- Thank you so much uh, to this listener for reaching out to us via Fortune Cookie. To answer your question, and it is frustrating to have to repeat this, but my name is not Spencer. Nope. And maybe that is why I get so frustrated. Uh, Did I not introduce myself as LondonSmith.com? Yeah, but did you tell them that you're not Spencer? Huh. It's... Because if you don't say that, it's like you're expecting people to know that, but you're not explicitly saying that. That seems like maybe unfair expectations that you're placing on people, Dr. London. See, when you when you give someone your name, you give someone mm-hmm. a fact, then it can they can pretty safely rule out the other possible names. Okay, are you telling me or are you telling the person who wrote that note? I, I think I'm telling because both of you. Because they said Spencer. They're calling you Spencer. Yeah, so I'm telling... So clearly there was a miscommunication between you two, and yet you're telling me how to talk to people. Well, because you took the the author of this note, you know, their side in this situation, I wanted to speak to you 
and more broadly to them and possibly whatever listeners would think the same. I wanted to explain, you know, this misconception. So if someone tells you their name, generally speaking, you can just know that that is their name and that their name is not something else. Does that make sense? No, not at all. Here, let me let me do an example. Hi. Hello. My name is what? My name is who? My name is Slick as them shady. Okay. Uh, hello there. My name is what? My name is who? My name is Slick as them shady. How are you mm-hmm. today? That's good. Uh, what's my name? Uh, so I so so when I addressed you by the name that you gave. Yeah, but I didn't see. I didn't specify my name. My name isn't Cameron, so you can also safely assume that my name is Cameron, and you'd be right. I, God, it, listen, listener, Spencer, the, the whoever is writing to Spencer, whoever this may be, I love you. I support you. Thank you for writing into the show. Don't listen to Doctor London's abusive behavior. And if you could just send a check for six hundred dollars. I can get started, and you you will get back probably ten times that amount. Okay, uh, and ju- I just want to emphasize, like my name is on the podcast logo, like it's it's everywhere, uh, and it's it's just not Spencer, it's LennonSmith.com, DrLennonSmith.com. Uh, but in any case, um, th- thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I we do appreciate that. You don't think someone saw one of your usernames L Grant S and thought that might be oh that's yeah Doctor London Grant Spencer. The I mean maybe, but if they're a listener of the podcast, then all they've seen, like it's all that they should have seen by now is DrLondonSmith.com. But what if they're not a listener to the podcast? What if they were a fan of your old Zanga uh, from 2004? Oh, you mean London Who Gets All the Ladies? Yeah. 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 I I guess I wouldn't mind as much if someone addressed me by that name either. Um. Anyway, we, we can go ahead and move on from there. But uh, I guess you made your you made a point to some extent. Uh. So so to that listener. Thanks for listening. I definitely said a lot of words and I said them with a lot of conviction. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all I can promise that anyone will get out of this show. All right. Uh, well, now for today's medical topic, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. So idiopathic means that we do not know the cause. Uh, and I, I remember that by, you know, I think of idiot. Like you just you just don't know the cause. So idiopathic Um, pulmonary fibrosis is a condition in which the lungs become fibrosed for no identifiable reason. Uh, This this is more common in men and smokers, and it presents with a gradual onset of progressive dyspnea, which is uh, difficulty breathing, and a non-productive cough. When I say... And I can definitely... Well, no one cares what you're about to say. If I can... uh, I can definitely relate to this because most of the stuff that I have going on has no uh, no apparent reason why it happened, you know? Okay. It all just sort of like comes up out of nowhere, kind of like what you're what you're talking about here. Like, so you know, my like I've been struggling. You know, I've been struggling with stank foot for a long time now. Yeah, it's most of what you talk about. Yeah, and so I've been struggling with stank foot for a long time, but there's no reason why that happened. There's no apparent reason that that that, that came up came across. You know what I mean? I don't even wear shoes. 
Yeah. So it can, it's not like it can be from stinky shoes or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think it, you know, whenever you suffered that wound and then you, you uh, got that mud bath, brought it, you know, scooped it up from the creek and then use it for your own personal foot bath. Uh, and mm-hmm. you put that exposed, you know, the skin, uh, you, you put that into there and you let it just kind of, uh, just, just get infected. That, that's probably the reason. So I can grow and see. Yes. But don't worry. Anytime it, anytime it starts to scab, I rip that thing right off. So you don't have to worry about that. Well, so, so my point there is that that wouldn't be idiopathic because we actually know the cause. Do you see, do you see the difference there? No, I mean, like, there's no way to know the cause of like why these kind of things happen. I think you could say, you know, I do believe in karma, which a lot of people maybe don't, maybe kind of think I'm crazy for. And so, you know, do I think, okay, you know, did the stink foot come from that time that like I I kicked that old witch when she was trying to sell me goods yeah so and i thought okay you know that would make sense she probably put a curse on my st- my stank foot well like i think maybe the time whenever you you were chopping wood and then you and it was the wood just the, the wood paneling in your house you were just chopping at it and then yeah. you accidentally hit your foot mm-hmm. and that was the open wound i think that rather than you know, blaming it. Well, no, we we just talked about this. I already covered in mud, so I took care of that. That's not the issue. Yeah, it it, it just just okay. move on, just continue on. In any case, so um, uh, non-productive cough. I was saying uh, that's whenever you don't uh, cough anything up, like there's no sputum production. Um, so uh, this is uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is a devastated and unrelenting disease. Although prognosis is variable, the mean survival is only three to seven years after first diagnosis. So uh, diagnosis is first with x-ray, chest x-ray, revealing a ground glass or honeycomb appearance, or it may actually appear normal. Uh, Definitive diagnosis requires a lung biopsy consistent with usual interstitial pneumonia. For the cause to be idiopathic, of course, you're going to have to go and rule out other causes of pulmonary fibrosis. Well, and that's really interesting. You say that, like it, you know, it appears normal because that, again, I can relate to this kind of stuff. Again, you, you, you have no idea where this stuff is coming from. Everything looks normal, and you don't know. You know, this is where medical science kind of fails us. You know, like for example, you know, the thing I have where my mouth fills with blood, just kind of like continuously. Yeah, but I have. I mean, do you have an alternate? Because you. Once again, you do keep, and I don't get it. You just keep deliberately cutting inside of there. And it's an odd form of self-harm because you seem like you don't like the blood in your mouth, right? I hate it. But again, I don't know how it got there. It's impossible to know where these wounds and these diseases really come from. And again, I'm kind of a big believer in karma. And so I like to think... Maybe like I want maybe one of the people that I bit going out, you know, throughout my day, put a curse on me. Like when I bit that witch, I did bite that same witch that I kicked. It, I'm so, I guess now that you bring up the witch again, what made this person a witch? Was it on Halloween that this happened? 
No, 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 no. I mean, they were just they were just a witch. It, she said, "I'm." She said, "I'm an old witch." Oh, she said and that. She was trying to sell me. Yeah, she was trying to sell me like just some goods. There was like an eye of Newt. There was some sort of I don't, vaguely steaming bowl of kind of green, goopy stuff. And you said you. And I, I mean, I, you naturally encountered I this person just, and then I bit her during your day. Yeah, it was just a nor. It was at Whole Foods. And, yeah, and then you bit her. Yeah. Huh. Which is hard because she was standing, you know, this is like a buffet line. So like she's standing behind where all like all the soups are and it's, they've got like the sneeze guard and stuff on it. So I have to really get under there to get a, to kind of get a, get a chomp. Huh. Okay. Well, um, so, so for idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, no effective treatment is available. The majority of patients, and that's, you know, over 70%, they do not improve with therapy, and these patients experience uh, progressive and gradual respiratory failure. That being said, patients may find some benefit in supplemental oxygen or lung transplant. Uh, but- and you say, you say, like, about the cutting the inside of my mouth that I'm doing it for no reason and I don't like it. But it's not for, I don't like it, but it's not for no reason. It's to build up a tolerance because they, right now they get cut so easily when I'm eating kettle chips. Yeah. So kettle chips, the famously the hardest and just crispiest and, you know, most willing to cut you chips. Yes. That exist on the market. They always cut the inside of my mouth. And so here I'm thinking, Okay, it's probably like playing guitar, right? Like you play guitar, and then it, maybe it kind of hurts a little bit if you're playing like an acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. But then your fingers sort of build up a callus, and then it becomes really easy, and you don't think about it anymore. And so if I can kind of build up some scar tissue, build up some calluses on the inside of my mouth, then these delicious kettle chips that I must eat will go down a lot smoother. And so yeah, but so I mean again, it's impossible to know why my mouth is filling with blood all the time. I have to assume it's the witch stuff. Um, and I can really relate to the patients of your, whatever, your made-up disease that you're talking about. or I, I can't remember. I've been talking about myself for so long. Yeah, no, yeah, you have. Uh, what, one, one suggestion I would make, rather than, you know, cutting the inside of your mouth, uh, which, once again, that, that is a form of self-harm, uh, maybe just build up the calluses, similar to what you were describing with the, the guitar, uh, they don't practice with blades. They practice with a guitar. So if you want to practice for those chips, just practice by eating more, or j- just by eating the chips. Mm, but then my mouth is going to be sensitive, and then I won't be able to enjoy the chips. So... I'd... Okay, well, I-, I feel like we're not going to... Are you done with your lesson? Yeah, yeah. Are we still talking about me? Yes, but we can we can finish both of those. I would be happy to finish with both of those now. I'll allow it. Okay. All right, we'll move on from there. All right, Cameron, do we have a sponsor today? That's right, Dr. London. But you might be excited to hear that our sponsor is actually sort of us. It's our new merch. Okay. Yes, yes, that sounds great. So, I mean, I've been telling you about this for a while, and I know you've been waiting for me to finally show you, but so I've been working on a a Jock Doc card game 
for a while now. I'm sure you're familiar with like apples to apples or cards against humanity and like games Mm -hmm. sort of like, but ours is a, the jock doc card game where people play different, you know, okay. Apples to apples, cards against humanity. A person plays one card that says, Mm -hmm. uh, don't mind me. I'm just here for some blank. And then someone else places a card that says like boogers. And so then it becomes, don't mind me. I'm just here for some boogers. Uh, Our game is not that disgusting and not that crass. We don't really do that kind of stuff. Our game is more like you put down a card and then it says, Dr. London was trampled by. And then the next, someone else puts down a card that says oxen. Or for example, here's another one. Dr. London swam in the ocean. Oops, he got dragged down by, and then someone else might put Killer Shark. I, uh, this doesn't sound, this sounds very specific in a way that, well, for one thing, are all the cards about me dying? Ooh, I guess it just depends, because, you know, there's no follow-up with the cards. So, like, yes, you're dragged under the water by a shark. But we don't know the final outcome of that scenario, so who's to say? You know, yes, you're trampled by an oxen. You know. By one oxen. By a single oxen. I don't know if you get up after that. It's impossible to know. So here, I'm going to go ahead and play a card. And it says, when Dr. London tried to commit suicide, he put blank and blank in his pockets to weigh him down. And then I'll play this other card. This one says stones. And then this one says... uh, A bomb. Okay. Yeah. And then... So we're just going to... And then then we're just going to attach those. And then... Ha 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 ha! Isn't that funny? Yes. (laughs) I I feel like... So I know Cards Against Humanity especially is known for being kind of... um, Kind of having dark humor. Oh yeah, and this is like super dark humor. So I mean, like, hey, if you're list- if you're squeamish out there, this isn't the game for you. Denied. Well, it's so it's it's dark humor, but only like towards me. It sounds like like people can't. It's to the host of the Jock Doc podcast. These aren't the London yes. cards. These are the Jock Doc podcast cards. But the the cards do specifically say dr london it's not it's not saying the jock doc podcast it's the host of the jock talk i mean we're saying the same thing i guess i i don't really understand what the issue is if it says jock doc podcast or if it says you know london smith is getting his skull crushed in with an old pan that had Mm -hmm. a bunch of bacon grease on it and because the bacon was crackling some of it had gotten on the side so while the pan is cracking his skull, it's also getting grease all over his face, and so he's getting a bunch of pimples. Yeah, and so, so I feel like these are all very specifically targeted, uh, not even to me, but at me, and I like so. There's that aspect that you know I feel like I'm being, it's mm, kind of attacking towards me, okay. but it's there's also the fact that whoever's playing the game. You know, a lot of the the appeal of Cards Against Humanity is it'll be about, you know, some, some, lots of other figures or, uh, you know, different subjects in pop culture. This is, 
But oh, your game okay, is so all you're, about you're, one. Your concern is like the the diversity of subjects because there. I, I'm in yes, this too. It's one. not just all about you, Doctor London. Okay, okay. So let me. So you, you can pull this. That card yet. Okay, you can pull this card out, and it says Cameron. See? Do you see producer Cameron? I see it. Okay. Smashes Doctor London's head in with blank. And then we've got another card of here. It's the same card again. So fortunately, it is a pan that you had been cooking bacon in, so it had gotten grease on the side. So the grease gets on right. Dr. London's face, so it gets filled with pimples. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's our merch, if it sells, then I guess, okay. But it's it just sounds very much, especially with those particular cards, it sounds like you're trying to make it a point that you are violent towards me. Which is not entirely untrue. It's a game, um, so that which isn't true. The definition of a game is that it's not true. So is th- is that the definition of a game? Yeah, it's that it's it's a game. So how can that be true? Here, you pull a card. Okay. Yeah. So this one says, Doctor London walks up to the bus and gets hit by. Okay, and then this other one. Okay another bus yep. and that one seems th- that's odd uh I, I guess it just fits with certain cards and it depends on how you play well i think the i think the idea is that the bus you were getting into was sort of it was it was sort of pulling out of the bus lane it was ready to go and you were like hey stop so you're standing yeah. in the bus lane the bus is like kind of diagonal kind of moving out of the bus lane you're standing at the bus lane when another bus of course is in the bus lane comes to try to stop and uh runs you over yeah like and explaining the scenario doesn't really help the problem well i I mean i think it's good advice you're talking about how you know these cards aren't help did you say they're not helpful because i think this is teaching people hey maybe you shouldn't stand in the bus lane like even if the bus is pulling away, you need to wait for another bus still on the sidewalk. Don't be standing in the road. Okay, so you, you see these cards as cautionary tales. For you. With me as the example. Well, no, for oh. you, because it sounds like this is what's going to happen, because you were just shocked at the idea that something like this could happen. So it's, I, I'm, yeah. I, now I'm really glad that we made this game, because I don't know where you would be without it. Okay. Yeah, yeah fine. Um, If it... You know, if it sells, then that's great. I'm, I'm glad that we finally have merch, honestly. Uh, and that is sort of the motto of this podcast is if it sells, then we back it. Yes. And I don't matter what it is, where it came from, who knows about it, who's paying taxes on it, irrelevant. Right. In any case, we can, um, well, I can go ahead and say, so it's the Jock Doc podcast game. Is that what it's called? Card game. The the Jock Talk podcast card game. So not really hinting. And at, then you want to say, you want to say the slogan, which is, uh, yeah, um, Doctor London. Not so boring. Yeah. No, that's the slogan for the podcast. The slogan for the game is, Doctor London tried to put on rocket boots to go to the moon, but they exploded his feet off, and then he bled his brains out through his stumps. Through my foot That's the slogan on the box you can see. Yeah. It I mean to me it seems a little lengthy, but uh if that's you know. if that's what moves the product, I like I 
it's not doing harm to me i guess if it sells it's wells okay all right well um so that was a jock doc podcast card game uh and that's available just on our on jockdoppodcast.com or no you're gonna have to sort of kind of collect these pieces from people you know around town okay like so we've left some at like the butcher and we've left some at like the ice cream parlor and we've left some with like the priest and we've left some with like the tailor and you've got to kind of go to each one and kind of put the clues together uh okay well that sounds difficult but so they'll buy each card from one of them i mean i guess it just depends on how they handle the product i don't know i didn't talk with every single one about like how they're distributing it okay all right well you know as long as we'll see if we make a a profit off this i guess if it sells you might as well yeah all right so um all right i guess we can move on from there then if it sells Noel Wells. All right, uh, Cameron, you said that we have a special guest today. That's right, Dr. Actually, is special the right word? How would I describe someone who is the most special guest that we've ever had on this entire show? I I don't know, but I, I, Maybe just... once again, I feel like you say this about a lot of guests, and I don't want to you know undersell certainly but i also don't want to overpromise. Uh, okay so how do you want me to introduce our guest like, okay just accurately you just redo this here here let's just redo this do you want to just redo this okay go ahead and 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 say what you just said uh about uh let's let's introduce the guest accurately is that yeah no let's let's redo that part okay like the part the introducing the guest okay so do it. Uh, so Cameron, you said that we have a special guest today. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We got a special guest who's a big dum-dum because I guess we hate our guests and none of them are the most special guests that we've ever had. I guess that's how we're treating them and that's what we're saying from now on. So welcome, guest. I'm so sorry that we had to call you these mean names to appeal to Dr. London's sensibilities. I, I apologize. But hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, my name is Dr. LennonSmith.com, and this is our producer, Cameron. Uh, what was your name? Hi. My name is Hank Hardbody, leading children's edutainment icon. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Not, you're not the Hank Hardbody, right? Yes, the Hank Hardbody of Squats for Tots Limited. Oh, wow. I, this is incredible. I they, they, thank you for, for being on our show. Well, Anytime. I'm, I'm very glad to be invited. I'm, I'm, I'm so enamored with the joy of spreading physical fitness to people of all ages. Yeah, I'm just. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've, I've been quiet. I'm just like because you taught me so much growing up. Oh, uh, oh, I've, uh, I've been through this before. Yeah, I, and I don't normally, like, fan out like this, but I'm, uh, for listeners, I. I, do you want no you you explain yourself a little bit because i'm i'm still <laughs> yeah hank, hank can you tell our our listeners a little the the i can't imagine there's not anyone who doesn't know they who all you know are, already, but if you could just but... yeah maybe if you could just for the for those two people or whatever maybe yeah. you could just describe the ones been uh, living under a rock for their entire lives yeah can, can you just tell our guests a little bit about you all right i'll give them the genesis Picture this, 7th oh. grade classroom, 
1973. Some boring medical film playing on the TV. Some doctor telling me what I need to know about heart health and cholesterol. And I think to myself, I could snap that man over my knee. And why shouldn't I? And that was the day Hank Hardbody was born. Wow. Okay. So. So. And- so it. it I wouldn't say that tells our listeners who you are. Right now, it just sounds like you're a man who wanted to assault someone you saw on TV. In seventh grade. Is that, I mean, is that how you would describe yourself? That event planted a seed in me that I watered throughout the rest of middle school and into early high school, and then through the process of getting my GED. Yeah, we don't have to go through every level of education. Um, in terms of, but I do appreciate it. So you did go through high school, but you still got your GED? Well, I made it through the first couple years, but then I just couldn't cope with school lunches. They were so unhealthy, so nutritionally disbalanced. Wouldn't stand for that. And that's, I mean, that's actually something that you kind of focus on a lot with a lot of your work is kind of having a balanced meal. I mean, is that what you're here to talk about with us today? Yes, I'm here to promote a new line of steaming bowls of green goopy stuff for children. Okay. And so just to to clarify, so what you're wearing right now and, you know, for our listeners, you always wear this suit. Could you describe the suit a little bit for us? Yeah, I call it my muscle shirt. It zips up in the back, and it's got a full diagram of all the major muscle groups. Pecs, biceps, tries, the other ones. Yeah. And you, you you, do bring up it zips up in the back. Was it necessary for it to zip so low? The last thing that you want when you're in a room full of screeching children is a wardrobe malfunction that could result in liability issues. Aww. Yeah, that's true. But you also made us zip you up when you came into the studio today. So it does sound like it, it seems like you might just have trouble with it. it. That might be solved by a shorter zipper. I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas. I don't want to tell you how to do your job. You've obviously been doing this for a long time. I'm going to be honest with you. Hank Hardbody's lats are so big he can't even turn around completely, let alone reach the zipper on this. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. That is very true. You are, I mean, svelte. Definitely. Yeah, you're monstrously fit would be the... You're you're jacked. Mm. Thank you for noticing, but the uh, correct medical term, I believe, is shredded. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a producer, so I don't, I don't know special words and j- kind of medical jargon like that. But, I mean, could you tell... So... Uh, uh, how about just tell everyone what you do full time? Like, what 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 is your job? What are you known for today as an adult? Past your GED, past any form of college or post collegiate uh, classes you might have taken. Just, just we just can go back to fast that. forward to the now. We can go back to that yeah. stuff, but just just to get a baseline for the the present day. So not including any of the various certification courses. None of that. Well, I mean, I'd like to hear about a few of those. Later, I spend most of my days on tour going from elementary school to elementary school, taking over their hour block for P.E. and teaching all of the children of the world how to take care and cultivate their physical form. Okay, so and that's why I mean, if you see you see all these kids around who are just let's let's be honest, jacked as hell. Mm -hmm. And for a while, I didn't really understand what was going on. Until I realized, like, oh, these are kids who are inspired by the genius health and fitness attributes 
of Hank Hardbody. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, I'd be at Toys R Us or whatever, and I'd see maybe a four-year-old, maybe a five-year-old, or a three-year-old who had gigantic muscles, and he's wearing sort of a do-rag, and he's wearing like a muscle shirt. And I have to think, that doesn't seem right. But then I, when I think of all the people that you've inspired, I'm sure you've come across a lot of people who try to imitate you, haven't you? Oh, yeah. There's been no shortage of imitators have to cop some of the fame that I've accrued for myself. Oh, wow. So when I was describing like like kids trying to be like you, you see them as... Threats. Sort of people... Threats trying to steal your throne. Yeah. The young will eat the old if you let them. You gotta stay fit. Yeah, that's true. Stay on your game. And this... This is an interesting point because, you know, uh, there's a childhood obesity epidemic yes. you know, in, in the United States. And so it's been an odd thing to see that's still there, but there's an almost... Oh, those kids are fatter. Those kids are yeah. way fatter than whenever they took that statistic. But then you've got these other kids. Yeah, which this is a smaller group, but they seem to be more roided up and therefore str- stronger and louder and you know miss mr hardbody it seems like maybe you you've encouraged um these this more aggressive behavior yeah and cool ass kids who are jacked to hell there's definitely been some noticeable stratification my pr people have been showing me these numbers as the mean weight of children goes up, we see also the mean muscle mass of your average eighth grader is increasing exponentially. We don't know what this means for society, but someday I hope to see a utopia of physically fit youngsters vying for control against each other. Oh, I was thinking maybe sort of just like a like an army of of young followers of yours, but you'd rather them compete amongst themselves. For, you know, resources or power or stuff like that. That's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, definitely a return to nature motif sort of running through throughout my body of work. Yeah, big like Unabomber type of type of type of stuff going on. Is that some kind of horse? Uh, Yeah, I mean, sort of like it's kind of like a horse who had sent bombs to a bunch of other horses. Oh, dear. So no horse. Yeah, not deer. Mm, my um, mistake. Yeah, so there's there's one thing. Um, I, I really didn't expect this to come up, you know, intentionally by you, Mr. Hardbody, but it seems that we've gone right into it, which is the, the controversies. Because, of course, we all looked up to you growing up. We all learned so much about fitness from you. But, you know, at, as you mentioned, you're hoping for a society that... It, it sounds very reminiscent of, you know, like the Hunger Games kind of situation, like just physical fitness uh, to the point that it's sort of survival of the fittest. And but like you really target children with this stuff. And so I'm I'm wondering if you could speak to some of the people who have criticized this mentality and this this uh, campaign that you've been running. Well, in camps, he's been running as camps, well. I mean, yes. there's summer camps that sort of function as a mini version of this utopian ideal. Yeah, kind of like a militia situation. Hank Hank Hardbody's Children's CrossFit Camps LTD, yes. Uh, to my critics, I will say, as I always have, that I will have an interview with any one of them and discuss any of these hardball questions that they want to throw at me, 
if they subscribe to my program first. Because how are you going to criticize something if you haven't even tried it? I mean, come on. Absolutely. And you you know what I mean? Like, if you actually care about this, then you might have to put in a little work to criticize you. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just go on Twitter and say, oh, you're... You're, you shouldn't be doing these to doing this to these kids. Why haven't my son contacted me since he went to your camp? Like, sign up for the program and then figure this stuff out on your own, right? I will say, though, about the allegations of us uh, cutting off contact between the children and parents. We do that specifically to curb the problem of a spinal issue called smartphone neck, wherein the children are always mm. looking down at a 45 at their tablet or eye device. And uh, it's just necessary for the process. You don't want to kink your neck that early on. That makes sense. I mean, kids these days on their phones all the time. I mean, and come on. So this does bring me to another question, very, very closely related. So you say come to your camps um, to, to, you know, experience it, but you do have an age limit because once again, you are very specifically targeting children. So, and I, I'd hate to like, if, if this is news to you, but a lot of the journalists who have been concerned and criticizing, they are grown adults. They are not you know, they are not children. So is there a method for them to... I'd, I'd like to thank you for asking this question because people aren't asking me this question. This is an important question and I'm so glad that you've asked it because what we really need to be asking is why aren't there more child journalists? And I think yep. it's because not all of these kids are subscribed to the program. I mean, we're putting out kids, they're, they're physical fitness trainers, they're chiropractors, they're going into sports medicine eventually we might get a journalist you know it's kind of a kind of a lottery system oh, wow. so you're you're giving them degrees like in certification and training we are not an accredited institution at this time but we are seeking that option in future we can only give uh, certificates which they sign sometimes in crayon uh yeah okay and when you say they you mean because normally is my understanding that certi- uh, certificates aren't signed by the recipient. They're signed by, you know, the dean and whatever. But you're saying that, I guess, your staff is also composed of children. Oh, no, you have to sign the back of your degree to endorse it. Did you not do that, Dr. London? Uh, I... It doesn't count. You gotta, you gotta, there's a line on the back of it. You gotta sign that okay. to endorse it before, yeah. you, before you can cash it in, All essentially. All these years... Uh, but I want to hear, I want to hear, let's forget the controversies. Let's forget the haters for a second. I want to hear more about what was it? What were you, what product were you talking about? Green goop? Yeah, we have a, a new line of uh, meal prep once a day supplements called Hank Hardbody's steaming bowl of green goopy stuff. Okay. And is that, is that all the details oh, on oh, it? Does it have stuff? That, what is it made of? I guess it'd be. Well, we're not at liberty to discuss the proprietary ingredients, but uh, feta cheese definitely plays a strong role in this. You cannot eat it if you are lactose intolerant. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess that's what's in your, that's the smell coming out of your bag right now. Mm-hmm. Is that the goop or is that just a bunch of feta cheese? I, I can't that's really That's sort tell. of the feta in the raw. You know, I prefer to, to, to experience it head on. I don't like masking it in the green goop. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, what... you? You know, you talk a lot in on your on your show and your you know when you go around different schools about having uh, having a balanced diet. Is this is this what contributes to this? What what is a balanced diet? A balanced diet is the most important part of getting your body right. Getting your body right is the most important part of getting your mind right. 
Forget what they teach you in school. There's no three meals. There's no pyramids. You've ever tried to eat a pyramid? It sucks. What you've got to do is... Yeah, that sounds terrible. you got to get this green, goopy stuff. Don't even think about it. Don't look. Close your nose. Just absorb it. It's fuel. It powers you. And that's a balanced diet. Okay. See, so you're saying that the this balanced... goop is the entire diet. That's it's all you happen. need. For the longest time, we were blending boneless, skinless chicken breasts together with cream of mushroom soup, and we just weren't getting the same results that we do with this goopy stuff. And what results are those? We're seeing a 3% increase in muscle gain and a 2% decrease in asking questions. Oh, wow. And, I mean, that must be important for holding on to your, I mean, your strong fan base i mean I, I, i'm part of the fan base dr london's part of the fan base well, I, I, you know. yeah i i was i and i hate to because you, you mentioned the asking questions thing that's not normally a statistic that i you know see associated with uh you know nutritional diets asking questions is normally considered to be a healthy thing people need that's how you learn a lot of times uh and i I, I kind of have one of these questions for you. Let me hear uh, it, brother. Yeah. So, and and I'm sorry that this may sound like I'm borrowing the words of some of these adult, grown adult journalists, but um, they have been, there have been rumors at least that you're trying to train up a child army to... I like I know I these are just words that I I don't want to throw them around casually, but just by definition, a child army to forge your new utopia. Um, and well, you know, I just, it's yeah, it's like Cameron said earlier. I do have a strong fan base. In fact, you might say the strongest, just by nature of the work that I do. And I think that intimidates a lot of these other institutions, like the media or the government. And honestly, if your system can be overthrown by an organized group of physically fit, mentally right children, then what do you really have anyway? Yeah, I mean, you've got a good point. Like if, if you're taken down by a, a large group of incredibly jacked kids sort of just incurring violence to whatever's around... I mean, how can you even say that your country has a military? You know what I mean? Like, if you can't put a stop to that. It's all part of the plan. I mean, broken bones will heal, but pride, that's something that can be damaged forever. Yeah. Well, and speaking of which, the, with the broken bones thing, because, and this is, your 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 camps are notoriously sort of quarantined, even before quarantining was kind of the usual. And, uh... You know, not a lot of word gets out, but the little bit that gets out uh, apparently is about, you know, the weapons that you're bringing in. And could you could you speak to that? Because once again, I want I'm looking to dispel rumors, but you do have to address them. You know what I mean? Just to to wipe the slate clean, so to speak. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to address this, because, I mean, in every shopping plaza, in every county in America, there's a dojo. And that dojo imports, say, 17,000 cases of nunchucks or throwing stars or bow staffs a year. Nobody bats an eye. So I don't see why it's such a big deal. 
when we put in these massive orders for martial arts weaponry. This is always something interesting that I, I guess I never really thought of, but sort of in the same way that you've taught kids how to rethink health and a diet and exercise, you've sort of rethought the idea of uh, martial arts weapons. Like, for example, a handgun. A lot of the stuff that you're buying are handguns. Is that is that right? Well, that's true. But if you if you've seen clearly one of the uh, the movies in our canon, the Hank Hardbody movie canon, Equilibrium, you'll be familiar with the concept of a gun kata. And for our audience, can you can you describe what that is? Well, much like a normal kata in martial arts, you it's a series of practiced moves and angles that you make with your joints. Uh, except this time, you're holding a handgun as well. Yes. Sorry, and I should clarify that. Uh, that is a well-known, that's a Christian Bale movie. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not as, I wouldn't say I'm as entrenched in your teachings as I used to be just because you aren't, you know, I'm not in school where they're coming around. So, I mean, you did come to my medical school, uh, but it seemed like you were surprised that there were no children present. Um, but yes. And and so I did watch the movie at, you know, whenever it was a well-known actor, uh, and I didn't, I didn't realize that this was, so, so you're training all of these children to, to use weapons in a very precise way so that even if it's all, it's dark and there's no one, like they just have heightened perception and they can take these out, take out all these bad guys. Uh, I get to what, what are you to, getting at? I, I, I'm wondering, is it? Because you talk about how governments just feel threatened by you. Are you threatening governments or local authorities? Much like the ancient art of judo, we believe at the Hank Hardbody Limited Corporation in not applying pressure directly. If I exercise a threatening presence on those around me, that's no fault of mine. I've worked hard to live the kind of life I want to lead. And if that scares the government or people in line at the grocery store, then I, I don't know what I can do to help them other than to try and get them into this program if they are indeed below the ages of 18. Well, I think to be more specific, it, a lot of the the questions of, of whether you're not you're intimidating governments come from like the videos and, and sort of weird mail that you keep sending to various governments, sort of saying like, I mean, the one the, like one that had leaked was one that you had sent to uh, the government of Iceland saying, hey, can you mark off uh, six acres for me and my militia? And if you don't, your body's going to look like my body, but like reverse. And I guess that meant dead. I didn't really get it. It was a very confusing message. But I mean, what 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 is all that about? Well, that was just a little bit of a misunderstanding. I think some things got lost in translation. When I said I wanted his body to look like mine but reverse, I mean that I wanted him to have the most jacked legs in the universe and a mm. sort of a reverse Dorito-shaped body, as opposed to me, broad at the shoulders, narrow at the legs. And you sent this to the government of Iceland with a message cut out in magazine letters. And insisting on a plot of land? Yeah, you know, you get a lot of things just by asking. I realized that with showbiz. And if, you, if you're willing to extend that and put yourself out there, you'll be surprised what you get back. And uh, they didn't give us six acres, but they gave us one. And that's really oh, wow. the most important part. And did they... Wow, yeah, that's huge. 
was there a reason why you said you know reverse with muscle wise like why why did you say that you would like you did you didn't want to give him what you had you wanted to give him a reverse muscle uh, i guess hypertrophy reverse pattern yeah because i this is a I, I don't want to talk about somebody who's not in the room but he is just the biggest fan of field goal kicking and okay okay so i knew that if benefit. i could if i could make that happen for him he would be overjoyed into possibly giving us those additional 5 acres okay so so you had mentioned earlier how uh it's not your fault if people around you are intimidated um but but you have sort of sort of expanded generally to like your camps have swallowed up small towns i guess is the best way to put that um so there are there are towns that are no longer accessible to the public and i'm wondering if you could speak on that like even satellites can't get photos inside and i'm just wondering you know what is that you're you're a non-threatening presence correct well, you know, it's it's really, I'm so glad that you brought this up because it highlights another tragic aspect of what's happening in our country right now. These towns are unable to support themselves. They're getting no help. The biggest industry in town is our camp. And then the camp store becomes the only place where you can buy certain necessities. And so even the parents have to sort of convert their regular U.S. dollars into our Hank Hardbody coins that they can exchange for goods and services. And... We like to protect our investments, and so when we build that wall around the entirety of the town and put up the anti-satellite dish, we, we're really just investing in the community as a, as a whole. Wow. And, you know, everyone, everyone these days is so political, and they're focusing on, like, oh, what can we do in Washington? But here is somebody who actually cares about the community and actually cares about giving back. And, that, I mean... The, Hank, that that is an amazing story. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that. I'll give you back. I'll give you arms. I'll give you chest. I'll give you legs. It's it's all for the taking. You just have to seize it. Yes. Yeah, that's that's great. And so, once again, I don't want to be, you know, I love that you educate people and you encourage fitness. Um, I, you know, I, once again, I, I have all these kind of questions about, you know, not only did you raise the anti-satellite thing but then you also you know launched your own satellite reportedly shot down another satellite uh and so i just i I feel like people are going to misconstrue this as an act of aggression and uh you could you tell you know just our listeners so they understand um you know why why did you take down the satellites and and well and weaponize your own satellites i guess is the bigger question much like the ancient art of tai chi i believe in force without aggression see that satellite that was 1% r cannon and 99% gravity and i think that says something about the state of satellites above our nation mm. okay well i honestly I, I feel like that that's all the questions that i had I want to know what, so right now it sounds like you and your army of children are really focused on pushing this green goopy stuff. Um, but what's next? Well, once every house in America has a bowl of green groupy stuff and every child spends their summers at Hank Hardbody's summer CrossFit camps, 
I feel like the next step will be to spread out to the other nations of the world. We've already begun translating my videos into Canadian and Spanish, so I look forward to the future and what's next. And I mean, can we, I mean, do you have any of the goopy stuff on you? Can we, do you think we could test some of that out? Oh, absolutely. You're going to want to microwave this for about eight minutes before you eat it and let it sit for nine, but not 12. Okay. So do we can, we could start that now because we actually do have another thing we have to do. And I hate that we have to do it, but we do have good call. We have chores to do. All right. So let me pop this in. So Cameron, you want to put down that game and do the microwave real quick? Oh yeah, let me do that. Alright. Uh, so, so that's okay. So going. yeah, while that's cooking, mm-hmm. we can do. You, you're talking about the chore wheel, is what you're yeah, talking we, about, right? Yeah, I mean, we have to do it. We, I know <sighs> we got to do it. I, I'm kind of okay with it now. I've come around to it. For our listeners, people who haven't listened to the show, maybe you're a new listener, maybe you haven't listened to this in a while. Uh, basically, we had this gigantic pile of chores that has built up over the last year. This huge to-do list that we've been neglecting. I mean. Let's be honest. I wasn't even like vacuuming or doing the dishes mm-hmm. or any of those stuff I was supposed to be doing. I was kind of just throwing everything away. And I hope that we get that chore today, actually, because it's the the dishes are pretty bad. No, I threw away all the dishes and the dishwasher and all that, the sink water and all that stuff. It's just in a it's in a bucket on your bed. Okay. Well, so I, I threw threw that away, so we shouldn't have to deal with that any longer. Great. But yes. anyway, so we we've got all of the stuff that we got to do on this chore list, and once a week we're just trying to knock something out on the list. We spin the wheel, whatever chore it lands on, we have to do it, whether we like it or not. Doctor London, or you know what? Actually, DJ Dylan, I want to hear how what it sounds like when you spin the wheel. What an honor! Yes. yes. Here we go. We get, oh no, not this one. Oh, yeah. I knew. We, I mean, it's honestly a I good kn- thing that we, we got this one now. Yeah. No, given the timing, like it's yeah. we would have had to get it done. Like, yeah, most of our chores we actually get done too late for them to be useful. But this one, I believe, yeah, I believe we have time. We should be able to get it done in time. Yeah. So everyone knows that the best streaming service around is Quibi, and Quibi has done this sort of genius move Mm -hmm. where instead of continuing to be a streaming service, they're going to pour all those billions of dollars into one kick-ass, huge-ass movie. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's still on the the app. So it's, Oh yeah. You can still only watch on your phone, but it's just, that's just what the Quibi app is going to be. And only for a few minutes at a time is, Yes. It, oh, right. You pay $10 a month, still comes with advertisements, and it's split up in 10-minute increments. And it's about a four-and-a-half-hour-long movie. Mm-hmm. And well, that's what they is, estimate based on the screenplay. 
yeah, it could go longer given that, you know, I think the general rule is like one page, one minute, but some of the pages specifically have like 20 minute breaks in them. Mm-hmm. I, it's a whole thing. But regardless, here's the problem that they've run into is that they've been casting this thing, but they just can't find the people perfect for this movie. Like they reached out to Emma Stone and, you know, she said no, but, you know, they were like, oh, we didn't even want her anyway. Like, we didn't even, we weren't even thinking about mm-hmm. her. And they were like, oh, you know what? I emailed John Hamm and, you know, he, but he's busy. But, like, I didn't even want, I couldn't even picture John Hamm in that role. So they were saying a lot of stuff. So I was thinking, and also the chore was thinking, and also Quibby's thinking that we, the three of us, might be actually perfect for these roles, but they need an audition tape first. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Hardbody, is there any chance that you could lend please, your fame please. to us on this one? All right. Please, all right. You... you seem like some good boys, so I'll chip in. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's okay. 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 So. Um... Okay. So, I mean, we're all. It's gonna be. Uh, what? What is? Is there a word for a dial? Is it a trialogue? If the, if there's three people involved. Yeah. So here, is pass that a, the is script that... for the trialogue. We're going to uh, pass these scripts for the okay. trialogue. And, I mean, uh, Dr. Lennon, could you read the the title of this? I mean, it's it's untitled Quibi Project right now, yeah. but in parentheses. The... Yeah, so it's uh, Chanky Drangle, the horse riding story. Chanky Drangle? Yes. So we're, we've got we've passed out the scripts. We're just going to go ahead and read yeah, so, and for so Chanky. We should, tr- you know, clarify who's reading for who. So for me... I'm reading for uh, Miss Dunkler, and I and I know that's not conventional generally, like for you know, but but you know we're they're trying to go broad and diverse with these roles. So, as a as a white male, I'm going to try to play this uh, the, this female. Yeah, and uh, mine. I mean, I it seems like they wanted a specific actor for this role, but I, you know, apparently they're coming to us for the role. So my character is Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. In as an actor in the movie. Yes. Uh, uh, no, I did misread it. So, uh, I am reading for, uh, miss Properton. Sorry. I, I had the part highlighted confused. Right, 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 right. And, 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 uh, Mr. Hardbody, what, who, what character are you, are you going to be reading for? It, it, it just says horse, but, there's a lot of spoken lines here. I'm, I'm, this seems like one of those sci-fi pictures. Uh, it's not sci-fi, but that is the uh, mystery of Chanky yeah, Drangle. I don't, don't want to spoil anything, spoil but uh, and it's gonna be so. It's gonna be cold read for you. Um, gonna be kind of brand new, but I mean, look, Mister Hardbody. It is, you know, the subtitle. The it's a horse riding story. That's a caption. So imagine how. Significant overall. So yeah, and so let me let me let me uh, open this up to the first page, <clears throat> and it starts with it starts with me. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I'm. I'll go ahead and read the stage directions here. Uh, Alec Baldwin wakes up from a drunken stupor. He's late for the SNL rehearsal, but he doesn't care. He's a huge name, so he just texts Lauren from his phone. Hey, man. I'm going to be late for the rehearsal, but, uh, you know, I'll be there for the cold open or whatever. Then he gets a call on the phone. It's none other than Miss What's-Her-Face. Hello, I'm Miss Properton, and I'm proper as ever. Hey, 
Would you like to go down to the horse riding range? Alec thinks about it for a second, and he's like, y- you know what? I bet, like, Keenan or Beck or something can just play Trump this week. I'm kind of tired of this. You know what, Miss Properton? I'm down. Let's do this. Who are you again? Yeah, so I'm the the master horse trainer for, you know, uh, competitive reading and writing. Riding spelled both ways. Riding spelled both ways. Smash cut to horse stables. The horse prepares what seems to be a lengthy speech. Oh my god. If I have to have another person sit on my back and yell at me all day, I am gonna snap. When was the last time they let me ride around and eat the grass? I'm so sick of oats I could burst. Mrs. Properton walks in. Oh, God. Wow, I'm sorry to interrupt your lengthy speech, but you got to do your reading lessons and possibly some riding lessons, if you know what I mean. Mrs. Properton gives the horse a big old kiss around uh, the lips. But, uh, uh, come on, man. We have a professional relationship. Uh, I am not a man. I am Miss Properton, but thank you. So, let's get out the books. Miss Properton, could you maybe hold up the book to one side of my face instead of putting it down the middle? It's, it's real hard for me to see this way. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just get a little closer. Miss Properton Baldwin. takes okay. off her dress. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, it's, it's mighty hot out today, ain't it? Well, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, is the gardener coming in? Oh, uh, it was nothing. Uh, uh, let me, um, I, I have these books for me anyway. Mrs. Properton can't find her dress, so she gets a barrel with suspenders, and she's wearing that now. That's her outfit. Alec Baldwin walks in. He's hammered. What hey, are we doing here again? Oh, hey, what's up, horse? Good to see you back at the range. Yeah. What, what am I doing? Well, Why am you I here? were here. To help me teach horse how to do some reading and some writing, if you know what I mean. All right, here here's all you here's all you need to know, horse, in terms of reading is sometimes the cue card's gonna say some stuff, and Lauren's riding your ass, and he's telling you you need to stick to the cue cards and not be fumbling as much. You don't have to do any of that. You're doing this as a favor, okay? It's not even like you're making a ton of money off of this. You are a movie star. You're right. You're right, I am. Who am I taking this flip from Mrs. Properton? Well, well, I never. The horse begins to eat Mrs. Properton. That'll show you next time I want to do update. (laughs) And scene. Wow. Well, there's one more part. It does say, with the remaining skull, the horse curb stomps Mrs. Properton like in American History X. That's what this... No, sorry, I guess when I said end scene, I... I always say that when my lines are done, uh, which I guess, come to think of it, not that helpful. No, I think I think that is the end yeah. of the scene. Well, too. I meant before the stage directions. In any case, um, yeah, that was that was great. Uh, thank you, Mr. Hardbody. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Hardbody. That was an amazing. I mean, just being able to mm-hmm. see you act like that was incredible. I, I just seeing a pro do his job is just and it's, amazing. 
Y'all are real, real good to Hank. I'm gonna remember this when the time comes. Yeah, so one thing... When the when the time for the Quibi project comes? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. What a great mystery. I think yeah. the horse did it. Yeah, yeah. The, the great murder mystery. So, one... I don't know if you guys caught in there, but does does Miss Properton try to, you know, c- commit bestiality? I feel like she was trying to come onto I, the horse. I'm so glad like, you brought that up. It did not seem appropriate. Like, I'm not okay with that, like, bestialities. It, it, it seems weird to me. Well... You knew the source material. I mean, you you know that this is a modern adaptation of the Mr. Hands viral video. And so you knew what this was going to be. I get, yeah, and I and I had read the script beforehand. It's just I guess I wanted to make it clear to our listeners like I you know, it's it's not okay. Uh that and that's we were depicting something that um I I can't really reveal anything because we got an advanced copy of aspects of the script. But she gets her comeuppance, I guess, is what to convey there. Oh, yeah. She gets curb stomped to hell. Yeah. Oh, sure. I guess that was in the <laughs> but script, I do there, think, wasn't it? Yeah, I do think that the horse in this script would be able to consent. I mean, he was giving a huge speech. It seems like a lot of the ethical issues that usually come with bestiality are sort of null and void. Yes. With a, a horse taking, you know, riding and reading yep. And with him saying writing so both clearly ways. that he it sounded like he was not okay with it no yeah he, and, and you know she found a barrel with suspenders pretty quickly but you know this is art this is what art is is sometimes it challenges your preconceived notions of society and how things should function yeah anyway uh so thank you so much mr Harbaugh. so that's what quibi is now quibi yes. is chanky drankle the horse riding story uh yeah, so let's go ahead and just submit that. Great. All right. All right. Um, okay, yeah. So that's already submitted. Uh, I guess I guess it's time to wrap it up. So thank you so much, yeah. uh, Mr. Hardbody. Hey, well, Hank, Mr. Hardbody, is there anything else that you want to you want to close out on? I mean, you had mentioned a second ago about how um, you're going to, you know, because of how nice London and I were, you're going to remember that for the coming yeah. times and stuff like that. I mean... Yeah, I I really appreciate all that you've done for me coming on, letting me set the record straight. We have been booted from several other podcasts attempting to address these hateful rumors going around about me and my company. And, you know, I think that's really going to reflect on your social credit score when it comes time for the Hankpocalypse. Huh. Okay. And is that like a... Hank Pocalypse. Is that like a Toyota thon? It's exactly like Toyota thon, except we use Ford trucks. Okay, okay. Yeah, so is there any way for our um our listeners to, to keep up with you afterwards? Or I guess do you have anything to promote in any way? Well, you know, I'm doing real well right now, but I I I'm sponsoring a young child from Florida right now by the name of Jaron Dooling. And what he would like is for you to go to Daytime delusions on Facebook and Instagram. And just, if you're feeling the spirit, if you feel it move you, if you enjoyed some Hank Hardbody, you could give us a follow or a a like and hit the bell or whatever it is the kids say. Wow. And, you know, it's important to do things for the less Mm -hmm. fortunate. Yes, the scrawny and weak among us. Yeah. And that's great that you're you're doing that for them. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, 
you know, that was uh, Mr. Hank Hardbody. Uh, my name is DrLennonSmith.com, and this is our producer, Cameron. Uh, also, thank you to Digital in the House. My name is Hank Hardbody. Hank, Hank, Hank Hardbody. Yes. Balanced diet is the most important part of getting your body right. Getting your body right is the most important part of getting your mind right. Forget what they teach you in school. There's no three meals. There's no pyramids. You've ever tried to eat a pyramid? It sucks. What you've got to do is, you got to get this green goopy stuff. Don't even think about it. Don't look. Close your nose. Just absorb it. It's fuel. It powers you. That's a balanced diet. And this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. It has been a harrowing journey to track it this far, but you hardly had a choice in the matter. You did not trust the authorities to take care of the theft, so you did not even bother to call them. No, no, this was an endeavor that you had to undertake all on your own. As you venture closer to the property, you see that the tire marks stop just short of the yard full of lush green grass and tall trees with overhanging branches. You stare with disgust at the tire swing in the yard in front of you. What a sick monster to just up and steal a tire just to spoil some loser kids. Speaking of brightening someone's day, don't forget to leave a five-star review of the Jock Talk podcast in which you share about the times when a thief has made off with one of your belongings for the sake of constructing a children's outdoor entertainment device. And consider supporting us by becoming a patron on the Jock Talk podcast Patreon. And while you're at it, Go ahead and share the Jock Doc podcast with a friend or foe. You can send them a link to your favorite episode or just send them our handy website, jockdogpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Doc Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>